0: Hey guys, Sonali here. I hope all of you are doing very, very well and enjoying yourself and having a good time. Uh, We are right now putting together new episodes for you, so stay tuned. We'll be sharing those in the coming weeks. Uh, But in the meantime, I wanted to share a couple of excerpts from this really amazing commencement speech with you. And if there are times when you just feel low or confused and just not sure where life is headed, which happens to me a lot, uh, then I think that the right words shared at the right time, can really help, can really help put things into perspective. And I find this particular speech absolutely amazing. So this was the commencement speech that was delivered by Bill Watterson at Kenyon College. And Bill Watterson, for those of you who aren't familiar, he is a cartoonist and the creator of the absolutely wonderful and amazing comic strip, Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, That's a wonderful comic strip. It is extremely funny as well as filled with life wisdom. So if any of you haven't read it before, do check it out. I highly encourage it. I'm pretty sure you'll enjoy it. But coming back to the speech, as I was saying, this was the commencement speech given by Bill at Kenyon College, and it has a lot of really, really good life wisdom. So I'm going to go ahead and share a couple of excerpts. Here we go. In the middle of my sophomore year at Kenyon, I decided to paint a copy of Michelangelo's creation of Adam from the Sistine Chapel on the ceiling of my dorm room. By standing on a chair, I could reach the ceiling and I taped off a section, made a grid and started to copy the picture from my art history book. Working with your arm over your head is hard work. So a few of my more ingenious friends rigged up A scaffold for me by stacking two chairs on my bed and laying the table from the hall lounge across the chairs and over to the top of my chest. By climbing up onto my bed and up the chairs, I could hoist myself onto the table and lie in relative comfort two feet under my painting. My roommate would then hand up my paints and I could work for several hours. At a stretch. The picture took me months to do, and in fact, I didn't finish the work until very near the end of the school year. I wasn't much of a painter then, but what the work lacked in color sense and technical flourish, it gained in the incongruity of having a high Renaissance masterpiece in a college dorm that had the unmistakable odor of old beer cans and older laundry. The painting lent an air of cosmic grandeur to my room, and it seemed to put life into a larger perspective. Those boring, flowery English poets didn't seem quite so important when right above my head God was transmitting the spark of life. He then goes on to say how he had to get permission to keep the painting and he had to paint over the painting before the year ended. And then he continues. Despite the futility of the whole episode, my fondest memories of college are times like these, where things were done out of some inexplicable inner imperative, rather than because the work was demanded. Clearly, I never spent as much time or work on any authorized art project or any political science paper as I spent on this one act of vandalism. It's surprising how hard we'll work when the work is done just for ourselves. And with all due respect to John Stuart Mill, maybe utilitarianism is overrated. If I've learned one thing from being a cartoonist, it's how important playing is to creativity and happiness. He then goes on to touch upon a number of other things. He also talks about how he had to struggle a lot before he actually achieved success with his Calvin and Hobbes comic strip. And so here's another excerpt that I'd like to share where he describes his years of struggle before Calvin and Hobbes became a success. It was a rude shock to see just how empty and robotic life can be when you don't care about what you're doing, and the only reason you're there is to pay the bills. Thoreau said, the mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. That's one of those quotations that will strike fear in your heart as you get older. Actually, I was leading a life of loud desperation. I tell you all this because it's worth recognizing that there is no such thing as an overnight success. You will do well to cultivate the resources in yourself that bring you happiness outside of success or failure. The truth is, most of us discover where we are headed when we arrive. At that time, we turn around and say, yes, this is obviously where I was going all along. It's a good idea to try to enjoy the scenery on the detours because you'll probably take a few. So again, he goes on to say a couple of other things. And here's the last excerpt that I'd like to share. Creating a life that reflects your values and satisfies your soul is a rare achievement. In a culture that relentlessly promotes avarice and excess as the good life, a person happy doing his own work is usually considered an eccentric if not a subversive. Ambition is only understood if it's to rise to the top of some imaginary ladder of success. Someone who takes an undemanding job because it affords him the time to pursue other interests and activities is considered a flake. A person who abandons a career in order to stay home and raise children is considered not to be living up to his potential, as if a job title and salary are the sole measure of human worth. You'll be told in a hundred ways, some subtle and some not to keep climbing and never be satisfied with where you are, who you are, and what you're doing. There are a million ways to sell yourself out, and I guarantee you'll hear about them. To invent your own life's meaning is not easy, but it's still allowed. And I think you'll be happier for the trouble. So that's where I'll end. I think this is an absolutely wonderful commencement speech. And the one idea that really stood out for me, at least, was the idea of doing things just because you want to. And that's it. Not because that thing has any particular utility, not because it serves some larger goal, but just because you want to. Like the way Bill Watterson painted that beautiful thing right in his dorm room on his ceiling. So that is what I wanted to share. I think this idea of indulging your desire to just do certain things because they bring you happiness is great. And I at least want to follow that advice every once in a while. And I thought that I'll share this with you also. So hope you enjoyed this episode. And of course, we're working on more career-focused episodes. And stay tuned because we'll be sharing those in the coming weeks. But until then, bye-bye all right i hope you enjoyed the discussion just before you leave do remember to sign up for our newsletter on our website learneducatediscover.com where we share updates on new episodes a lot of career-oriented resources and a lot of other inspiring stories and videos and podcasts that we find online so do check it out at learneducatediscover.com you'll also find the library of all the other podcasts that we've done in the past on the website of course, if you have any questions at all, or if you just want to say hello, you can always email us. Just drop us a mail at hello at learneducatediscover.com or tweet at us at led underscore curator. That's led underscore c-u-r-a-t-o-r. Of course, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash learn, educate, discover, or you can also subscribe to the podcast on either iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening and for your time. And until the next one, bye-bye.